1: Listen to what he says in verse six, Jesus kind of shifts it to the positive. He says, but you, he's already said, don't be like the hypocrites, but you, when you pray, go into your room and when you've shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. That's another one of those phrases that Jesus uses over and over in this area of scripture. Your father who is in the secret place, he sees in secret. And what he sees in secret, he will reward you for out in the open.
0: Communication with God is so important. And it matters how and why it's done. Jesus took the time to demonstrate and teach his disciples on how they should pray to God. In today's message, Pastor Robert will explore some of those teachings and help you to understand what it should look like in your daily life. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: I remember feeling that way as a young Christian, going to church, you know, and man, that church was awesome, this little tiny church so full of love, you know, like I was saying earlier. And Very Pentecostal, very charismatic, you know, full of energy, full of emotion, always. And so when you had a prayer time, man, there was like a method to it, you know. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, we just come to you right now in the name, the mighty name, the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they get louder and louder and get worked up and they punctuate it every so often with another, Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, it's like. Puff them up, prayers. Pump them up, prayers. And you you begin to hear the pattern in the prayer. Why? Because it's a a learned pattern, intended more for the ears of the audience than the Father. And I I remember thinking, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I just, you know, I just like... I kind of stumble over my words. You know, those of you who know me fairly well, you know how I ramble. Well, I do it in prayer. I'm like, I'm all over the place. Lord, thank you, Lord. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to get to ride that motorcycle. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. But we need to be careful that even our public prayers, that we take a second and just push everybody else out of the picture. Because listen to what he says. In verse 6, Jesus kind of shifts it to the positive. He says, but you, he's already said, don't be like the hypocrites, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you've shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. That's another one of those phrases that Jesus uses over and over in this area of Scripture. Your Father who is in the secret place, he sees in secret and what he sees in secret, he will reward you for in, in, out in the open. So important. He's encouraging us to follow the example that, that he set and set aside times to just be alone. Just go into that secret place with the Lord. Just get alone with the Lord. And, I mean, you can be in a public setting and do that. I try really hard when I come up here on a Sunday morning or Tuesday night, whatever it is, when I start to pray, I really, really want to just forget about you guys for a second. Because if, if he doesn't use me, this is a complete waste of time. And if I don't spend time with him, you know, and, and it, as, I, as I go to prayer, it needs to be me and him on your behalf you see what i mean i can't be worried about what it sounds like or what you guys think about it or any of that stuff now I'm, I'm human so i do i mean i i get distracted right but i'm talking about what jesus was teaching us here you go into the secret place with your father because he's paying attention he who sees in secret he'll reward you openly if you're doing it to prove to other people that you're a prayer warrior, a mighty man of God, that you're a big Christian, he's like, that's all you get. People are going to, oh, what a great Christian. They'll say nice things about you at your funeral. <laughs> I want to parade in heaven at my arrival. And I want to not be burdened with worry about what you think. You see what I mean? People in general. We're supposed to be regularly going into the secret place. Paul told the Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. He wasn't suggesting that you spend all day in some secluded prayer closet I mean, he knows you got to work. Common sense says it's impossible to be on your knees in a a room with the door closed from now until the moment of your death. I mean, it's right. But he wants you to to have that continual communion with your father. Your father wants that kind of continual communion with you, he wants you coming to him, he wants you to, to be open. With him. Tell him the real truth about what you're thinking, about what you're dealing with, about what you're feeling. If you want to know what that looks like, read through the Psalms. Look at the book of Job. Job is, Job is such an awesome book. And not, I'm not talking about all the afflictions that he went through. I mean, certainly that's kind of an important part of the book, right? But what I'm talking about is the fact that, you know, that God says concerning Job that there was not another man on the planet like Job. Job was unique truly unique. There was one, Job, one like him on all the earth, blameless, just just someone God himself called righteous or called blameless. And then he put him through all that stuff. And as he does, we see Job wrestling with it. And we, we see Job begin to ask questions and grapple with it. And, and, and God answered his question. God didn't just... You know, squash him like a bug for asking questions. Even, even when Job got a little uppity with his questions, right? God could have just smacked him down, but he didn't. He put him in his place because that was part of the answer to his question. God says, I made you. You know, where were you when I did all this? You think I owe an explanation to you? You're mine to do with as I please. God answered his questions. Now, the thing that's fascinating, if you think about it, is where it's clear from the beginning that God loved Job. He was devoted to Job, and he therefore he brought up the questions that Job needed to have asked and answered in order to grow and carry on in his in his own journey. There's some things that needed to get Job needed to get squared away. He's not intimidated or offended by your questions. just get along with him and be honest get real And we need to see too that this admonition to not pray for the benefit of you know or for the admiration of others certainly we are to pray for the benefit of others but not not for their admiration not not for for their applause. But we need to see that this isn't a prohibition on group prayers. Over and over in the scriptures, we see that being affirmed, that, that we need to gather together and pray. In Matthew 18:19, Jesus said, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. He wasn't specifically talking about prayer in that passage. But this group, this idea of agreement and group prayer is affirmed all through the Bible. But in this passage, Jesus was explaining that it's our personal relationships, that intimate, personal prayer life that matters most to God. Out of that, the other stuff grows. Out of that, you know, we, we can certainly come together, and we're wise to come together and pray together in groups as a church family about things, but, but he, he, he wants us to resist the temptation to be worried about how it sounds. Just put it out there. I love listening to a new Christian who is excited. Man, they say some of the craziest stuff, right, in prayer. Pray some crazy prayers. And God answers their prayers. But he wants us to come like a, like a tiny little toddler.
0: Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew right here on Main Thing Radio.